Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, this is Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Paul Paradis. He is the co-founder and chief revenue officer at Sezzle, which is a really exciting new company that is giving power to people in sales. So, hi, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. I'm really excited to hear about Sezzle, which I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't you give our listeners, um, you know, a little about you? What is what is Sezzle and what do you do? Sure. So, Sezzle is a company that... I started with a friend of mine from business school a couple of years ago. Um, and the underlying premise for the company is that if you look at how young people in the U.S. shop, pay for things, um, how they think about financial services, it's really different from how previous generations thought about those things. And um, primarily, their lack of access to credit is, is very restricted. Um, there are a lot of uh, legislative, um, a lot of laws passed after the recession that kind of restricted young people's access to credit, credit cards specifically. And so they're having a hard time building their credit score. They're having a hard time um, getting that kind of budgeting power, purchasing power that credit cards afford people. And so we thought about, you know, how we can help this young consumer, um, you know, purchase the things that they want in a financially responsible way. Um, over time, like a credit card without the p financial pitfalls that credit cards provide, 
And so we rolled out uh, a new digital payment platform that enables young consumers, really any consumer, but you know most of our users are young, um, to buy now and pay later with interest-free installment plans. So they'll buy something online, pay with Sezzle, we collect 25% of the purchase total at the time of sale. We pay the merchant in full upfront, and we assume all repayment risk. And then we collect three additional 25% installments every two weeks for the next six weeks. So they essentially can spread their purchase over four paychecks. And uh, it's completely interest-free. They don't rack up debt. Um, we don't check their credit score. We don't fashion to the credit bureaus. So it really is um, completely, completely aligned with the consumer's interest in mind, um, helping them you know, have the budgeting power like a credit card without the financial pitfalls. And merchants love it because it increases their sales considerably, um, on average around 7 8%, and we increase basket sizes. So when people check out with Sezzle, they typically buy 55% more stuff than with other payment methods. So it's kind of this win-win with merchants and consumers. Um, I've always been a sales and marketing person my whole career. Um, started out working for the Timberwolves in the MBA, uh, went to work for a couple change management consultancies after grad school, and now I'm here at Sezzle. Um, so I basically help um, figure out how to increase the top line, how to, how to sell more merchants, um, and it primarily has to do with you know, sales and marketing. So Wow. I mean, you're really putting a lot of trust in, in your consumers, really, the ones who are coming to you looking for credit. And that's, that's really wonderful. And it's interest-free. That's also really cool. So they, they're not, they're not going to be scared away by potentially getting themselves into debt that they can't dig out of. Yeah. No, you're right. We do place a lot of trust in them. You know, I think in general, you know, what we've seen is that people do want to behave, you know, and, and <laughs> you know, do, do want to be good financial stewards and, and good people to, to work with and do business with. Um, you know, we don't give installment plans to everyone. You know, there, there is some underwriting of the installment plans. Um, and th this is actually kind of where the real secret sauce comes in behind our solution. Um, you know, most traditional consumer finance products like a credit card, or, or maybe a digital line of credit with uh, PayPal credit or there's some other solutions out there, they've always checked your credit score to understand mm -hmm. your ability to repay them, right? But if you look at young people today, they have terrible credit scores. And it's primarily because the primary factor with your credit score is your credit history. And so young people just haven't been able to build that history yet. Um, so we do something really kind of cutting edge um, similar to Venmo or PayPal, when you use Sezzle the first time, you attach your bank account to your Sezzle mm -hmm. account, and that not only allows us to collect those installments, but in real time, at the point of sale, we actually analyze your cash flow history by looking at your bank statements, um, and we've built this algorithm that does it you know, in seconds, and then we make a credit decision. It allows us to approve you know, upwards of 70% of applicants um, whereas most consumer financing solutions approve 20 to 30%. So, you know, if, if you're a 23-year-old person, you just graduated from college, uh, you don't have a credit card yet, you don't have a credit history yet, uh, but you have a steady paycheck, 
and you want to just be able to buy something nice and pay for it over time, um, that's the kind of person that we want to help. Yeah, and, and a lot of times, well, okay, so I guess going back to you can go in and look at their bank account. So you're when you opt in to use Sezzle, you would be allowing you guys to kind of look through a bank account. I guess how does security work with that? Yeah, it's, it's extremely secure. You know, we're PCI compliant, which is a, a very strict uh, regulatory certification put in place by the federal government for card processors. Uh, we have high security data vaults that are tokenized. Um, so it, it's extremely, extremely secure. You know, it's very similar to if you've ever used Mint, or um, Robinhood or Venmo, you know, any of these kind of new age fintech tools um, mm -hmm. all are using the sim similar technology to um, capture people's bank data and uh, apply it for different purposes, right? And so we're, mm -hmm. we're all kind of piggybacking on the same foundational technology um, that's being provided by companies like Quovo, Plaid, Finicity, Yodli. There's a number of these companies that have direct integrations with these banks so that you can provide services that traditional banks can't today. Exactly. Um, so when you go in and you're looking at, I, I loved your analogy of the 23-year-old who has a steady job, but no one's giving them credit because they don't have any history. So, And then, yeah, it's a big catch-22. Um, when it comes to a lot of millennials, I know a lot of my friends, they do freelance stuff. So mm -hmm. how far back do you look? Like if someone is a freelancer and they have big chunks of things coming in at sporadic times, but, you know, they're always paying their bills or on top of it, how does that work into your company and your business? Yeah, I mean, we, we look as far back as we can. You know, typically we're limited to, you know, six to nine months of, uh, mm -hmm. of, of bank data. And so, you know, we try and employ as much data as we can to make an accurate credit decision. But we know that there's probably some people that we're not giving installment plans to that we should be and vice versa. So we're always working to improve our, our credit model, make it more sophisticated, capture those people that can repay us and um, decline those that, that just can't. <laughs> what kind of merchants do you have? Sure. And can you only use Sezzle on the website or is it a tangible credit card? type thing. Yeah, so I'll see I'll start with the first one. So currently the only use case for Sezzle is if we are installed as a payment option in a store that you're shopping at, right? Kind of similar to PayPal. So mm -hmm. we get installed as another payment method on a store, you know, when you're checking out, all the payment methods are listed, credit card, debit card, PayPal, whatever it might be. And we're listed right alongside those options in that store. Um, our merchants promote us to their shoppers by installing a little JavaScript widget that we install on every product page. So when you're shopping, let's say you're shopping for a $100 jacket, right underneath the $100 price point, it'll say, or for interest-free payments of $25 with Sezzle. And if you click that, it'll open a light box that educates the shopper how Sezzle works. And that's kind of how they get the word out. Um, and that's mm -hmm. really what drives the lift in conversion and spend is because now while they're shopping, they know, oh, I don't have to pay $100 today. I only have to pay 25 and spread it over time. Um, so that's how uh, consumers engage with our platform. Right now, we're working with um, 
over, you know, a little over, well, probably right around 500 online stores, um, primarily in fashion and apparel. Um, we do have some electronic stores, some cosmetic stores, health and beauty. Um, but really, the stores we want to work with are stores that have an average order value, let's say between 50 and um, $1,000. And have a strong young consumer base um, because you know any purchase uh, that gets that is big enough that you want to split it up over six weeks, but not so big that you're going to have trouble paying it back in six weeks. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. So it's so, yeah, a little right around 500 merchants. Um, most of them are kind of small and mid-sized retailers, but our plan is you know provide value, show that this platform works, and start to work with larger and larger stores that might want to attract um, that same audience uh, that might want to provide additional payment options to their customers. Great. So it's all, it's all within, within your phone or an app on your computer. No actual tangible credit cards yet. <laughs> I could see that <laughs> yeah. in your future potentially. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think so. I mean, one problem that we'd like to solve, you know, beyond empowering people to buy things that they can afford, uh, but we want to actually help people build their credit, right? And unfortunately today, the credit bureaus are a little bit archaic. And even if we're reporting good repayment behavior to the credit bureaus, they look at someone's, you know, need to use a service like ours as an indication that they're actually uh, a subprime consumer. And so even if they're paying us back on time, it can often hurt their credit score. So we won't do that. So we're trying to figure out how can we, how can we solve that problem. One potential solution would be, you know, maybe for our customers that are um, showing good repayment behavior, give them a starter credit card, enable them to build their credit, but also try and work in um, you know, the, the parts of our solution that make it consumer friendly, you know, keep the fees low, if not nothing, um, you know, allow them to set up very easy automatic repayment, things like that. Yeah, you're really making credit accessible and not as scary. I think a lot of times when you're just starting out, you don't have a credit card yet, you keep pushing it off because you're not quite sure how it works. You know, you're probably not yeah. going to get approved. You just don't want yeah. to deal with the headache when you're like, do I really need credit? And then you get down the line and you're like trying to buy a car or a house and, right. and you're 30 and, and you don't, you have to have cosigners and it becomes this whole thing simply because credit is this big, bad boogie man that, you know, people don't quite know how to grasp it. Yeah. So I, I love that your I service is making it accessible. Yeah, yeah I, I do too. And I, you know, I think there definitely does need to be some education that goes alongside of it. And mm -hmm. um, we're definitely going to ramp up our efforts around providing content, you know, to consumers about how to be financially responsible, how to build credit responsibly, things like that. Um, it probably, you know, some of the burden probably should fall on colleges and schools too, you know, to do a better mm -hmm. job of educating young consumers because it is a really important aspect of life that I think goes overlooked often in our educational system. So, you know, we're giving. Um, access to, to capital and to credit, um, but there should probably be some, some more education too. Absolutely. I have, I've, always, I've always said there needs to be a class in high school where you learn how to cook, you learn how to, do, to balance your checkbook, you know how mortgages yeah. work, and this, these classes don't exist. And so the need 
for a service like yours is truly out there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so as a merchant who's coming to you with their products, you mentioned earlier that, that typically people spend buy 55% more stuff because they have this option of credit. You know, they can space out the payments and yeah. they can actually afford it. You know, so when you when a merchant comes to you to your website and they want to have a product, you know, walk me through how that works with uh, with setting that up and what they can expect from you. Yeah, it's really easy. Um, we have an online sign up. Um, if they go to our website, there's a big sign up button in the top right. If they click on that, uh, we'll walk them through a very short kind of online sign up process, just a couple of pages, um, you know, asking for basic information about their company and a principal of the company, kind of uh, required information by the, the federal government. And then um, once we review their application, you know, we'll make sure that they're a legitimate business, that they're the right fit for our platform. Um, then we will approve them and they'll receive uh, an email with installation instructions. Um, most of your kind of SMB and mid-sized retailers today are powered by, you know, one of a handful of different e-commerce platforms out there, Shopify, WooCommerce, Magento, um, Squarespace, there's a bunch of them. So we have integrations with um, all of those popular e-commerce platforms. So they can literally get up and going in like a couple hours. Um, it's really, really easy. Some of your larger stores that we work with um, that have maybe a little bit more custom website or uh, a bit more... Um, a custom e-commerce platform like Commerce Cloud or something. Um, it is a little bit longer of integration, maybe you know a couple weeks to a couple months. It really depends on um, how much testing they want to do and all that. But uh, overall, it's it's a very seamless uh, process for the vast majority of our our merchant customers. Yeah, I, I'm really I don't quite see a downside yet, which is great. On the flip side, uh, when yeah. uh, you know a young a young adult comes to you or an adult or you know whoever is interested comes to you, how easy is it for them to sign up for a, a Sezzle account? Yeah, it's, it's it's that's also really easy. Um, you know, people can sign up for an account on our website. That's not the typical use case. You know, typically what will happen is a consumer will be shopping on a store that they like. They'll see Sezzle listed as a payment method or they'll see it on a product page. And then they'll select us in checkout as the payment method. If they're a new user to the system, we take them through a very short sign-up during the checkout process, similar to PayPal. Um, mm. So we'll ask for their mobile number, which is essentially their username with Sezzle. Um, they have to create a four-digit PIN. Uh, we secure it with an SMS text, one-time password um, that people are probably getting pretty familiar with. Um, we then have them link their bank account. So they'll select their bank, they'll search for it in a list of banks, they'll log into their bank using their existing bank credentials. The connection to the bank can take anywhere from a couple seconds to a minute, depending on you know, if they have multi-factor authentication, depending on how uh, technologically advanced their bank is. Um, but the whole sign-up process in checkout takes you know, roughly one to two minutes. Um, so it's really fast that we give them an instant decision on whether or not they get the installment plan, they complete the order, and then they're sent back to the, the merchant's uh, checkout to, so they can see their receipt. Um, so it's, it's very, very easy. Subsequent checkouts, once they've created an account, are just seconds. It's just phone number, PIN, done. Um, as long as they've been a good actor and, and repaid us on time, 
Um, we don't make them go through that whole, you know, underwriting process again. Um, so it's really, really fast. Um, and the cool thing is, you know, now what we're seeing is a lot of shoppers will see us on a store, they'll try us, they'll really like it, and then they'll go to our website to find where else they can shop with Fezzle. And we have a store directory on our website that's searchable, it's categorized by product category, um, and so people are now kind of coming there to see where else they can shop. And so for these merchants, now we're driving, you know, sales their way that they otherwise wouldn't have gotten um, just for the fact that they have Sezzle offered as a payment option. So it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you're going both ways. You know, you're helping, you really are helping both sides of the coin here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what is, you know, you've worked at this company. It's been around for a little bit. Um, what, what have you learned? I mean, what is, what is something that you've learned by working with, uh, with Sezzle? Oh, boy, that's a good question. Um, I've learned a lot. I mean, I, I'm new to the payments industry, so I've, <laughs> I've become a, you know, I guess a quote-unquote payments expert in, you know, a couple <laughs> years. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a lot to learn there. Um, you know, I think, I think the one thing I learned um, more than anything is that um, the consumer drives everything, right? So when we started this company, we actually had a different problem and solution in mind that we wanted to um, go after and quickly realized that there wasn't enough uh, of an incentive or value proposition to the consumer. There was a really big one for the merchant, but not a big enough one for the consumer. And so when we launched that product, um, you know, we were able to have great conversations with merchants, but uh, we weren't getting a ton of adoption from consumers. And then when you try mm -hmm. and scale that business, and merchants are asking, well, how, what's the user experience like? What's, what are your user numbers? It doesn't matter what your value proposition is to that merchant, if it makes all the sense in the world, if you're not getting the consumers to use it, it's really not gonna have much of an impact. And so what I've learned is that when you're building a company, when you're building a product, you have to have the end user's interests in mind, first and foremost. Um, you know, it's tough when you have a two-sided platform like this, where you have to sell to merchants and then get users to adopt your platform as well. It's kind of this tough balance. But if you really focus on providing a great deal of value to the end user, to the consumer, to your customer's customer, they'll adopt your product, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So that's, I think, the one thing I've learned is you have to have, you have to provide a great amount of value to the end user or you won't get anywhere. No, and that's, and that's true. I mean, people, people really, you burn them and they, you know, they don't want to give you a second chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. So do you see in the future, you know, more of, more companies like Sezzle popping up and being something that, that is accessible to, to our generation? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I, we're, we're the first ones to offer this kind of product in the U.S. Um, you know, there are some other companies that are um, kind of solving similar problems for different markets. You know, you may have heard of companies like Affirm or Bread. You know, they're offering installment loans for much larger purchases, and my guess is they'll probably continue to expand their product offering to go after, you know, different purchases, uh, you know, different purchases that people need credit or capital for, uh, whether it's like Auto, auto loans, home loans, whatever it might be. Um, so I do think, yeah, if you look at the statistics and data around, you know, what young consumers want, they want a card-free way to pay. Um, they want something that uh, won't get them into uh, financial um, trouble. Um, you know, they want something that 
um, you know, doesn't judge them on their ability to repay on a simple number that, you know, mm -hmm. developed decades ago. Um, so I, I do think there's going to be more and more of these, you know, new companies popping up that are finding holes in the market, that are finding areas that banks have been unable to um, provide a solution for, and they're going to attack it and, and provide value. And, you know, whether or not they end up becoming, you know, huge tech companies like Apple or PayPal or, you know, maybe get bought by a bank or, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting industry because there's so much money to be made and the, the players at the top are so powerful and well capitalized, they oftentimes, you know, won't let uh, a startup company make it too far before they'll mm -hmm. uh, acquire uh, acquire them or, you know, try and replicate what they've done. And um, so it's, it's going to be, I think, a really interesting next five, ten years as, as fintech evolves, as e-commerce evolves. There's all these trends, you know, uh, moving physical to online or uh, you know, direct-to-consumer trends. These big box retailers kind of getting disintermediated and all the brands going direct to consumer on their own website. Uh, so many kind of interesting things going on that uh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of companies building new new solutions to. Well, that is that is absolutely fantastic. Paul Paradis, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, telling us all about Sezzle. I think we should all go and sign up for our own little cards now. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please do. Thank you. Of course. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, 
virtual reality, and more.